No Stupid Questions. The feature where Tracy asks the questions so you don't have to. Moving to a new country can be daunting when you don't know anyone there. This can especially be the case in Luxembourg due to its high turnover and extremely varied demography. While perusing expat forums on the internet, one of the questions that wasn't about housing and taxes that I came across the most was, how do I make friends and feel more at home in Luxembourg? One way to do this and to feel, well, more anchored in the country is to find your people. So how do you build your own community from scratch and what goes into it? That's what we're going to try and find out in this week's installment of No Stupid Question. Jess Baldry, a journalist and stand-up comedian at the origin of the Festrogen Female Comedy Festival, as well as Marina Lai, the head of the Lux Life, and the 13,000 people-strong community Ladies of Luxembourg, shared their tips and tricks to finding your own people among an ever-changing landscape. To start off, let's begin by acknowledging that it's normal to not always find it easy to make connections when you first arrive in the Grand Duchy. Lai, who is originally from London and who moved to Luxembourg, her husband's home country, seven years ago, remembers. I found it extremely difficult to make friends, but also to find other people that had the same eagerness to have a community. I found it hard to find people that would like to socialize and do things together. And I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that like, it's a very transient country. So there's a lot of people who come here and they have, you know, one year contracts, three year contracts. So they know in their minds, you know, this is just a place where I'm going to be for a short amount of time. So there's that side of things. And then the other side is like the the local Luxembourgers. My husband's a Luxembourger. So I understand this very well. You know, if you grew up here and you and you work here, you have your whole network, you have all your friends. So on Saturdays and Sundays or after work, you're not really looking for anything to do or at least anyone to do it with because you probably go out with your friends that you grew up with or maybe you go out with colleagues that you'd known for 10 years. But for expats like myself, it was really hard to find people that I could identify with that would have this mindset of, you know, let's make the most of our time in Luxembourg. When, you know, we might be here for one year, but we might be here for five, but we might be here for 50. We don't know. So I was really looking for people that wanted to invest in their time here and make more out of it and not just say, oh, I'm here for a bit. I'm just a traveling expat. So that's why I built communities. Lai began building a Facebook group called Ladies of Luxembourg, where women could ask each other questions, get advice and find people to do activities with. Alongside this, Lai also created a similar, albeit less popular, online community for men, as well as a prolific page for foodies called Luxembourg Eats. Creating an online group can therefore already be a good first step. After all, Just because it starts off as a social media group doesn't mean it has to stay that way, as Lai explains. So I think everyone kind of makes a connection over a a back and forth, you know, and you can't just, it's not like you make a post and people just say yes or no. It's the conversations that build bonds. And then, of course, I take these groups offline and we meet, um, you know, every so often and we have Ladies of Luxembourg events. And just because we meet online doesn't mean it stays online. And just because you're an online community doesn't mean that you don't need to physically see each other. I think that's also very important. But was it hard convincing people to meet in real life? I had a real sense that people wanted it you know like I wanted it of course but 
actually people started to ask for it, you know, and they said, you know, what about doing this? What about, and there were a lot of suggestions that came. And one of the reasons why I think that is such a strong community of women is because everybody is very willing to say, you know, make suggestions. So it was very popular. Um, People had said, let's meet up. So in that sense, no, that wasn't difficult. You can also plant the seed of hobby-based friendship by breaking the ice in the workplace and gathering people through word of mouth, like Jess Baldry did. When Baldry arrived in Luxembourg in 2010, she didn't know anyone except for an acquaintance a friend from home had put her in touch with. Baldry at the time came to Luxembourg to work as a local journalist and over time made friends through this and through sports clubs. Over the years, Baldry, who was keen to create a female comedy stand-up group, connected with other women who liked to write comedy and slowly built a community, and then an entire festival called Festrogen around this. For her, one of the best ways to grow and to make your community seen is through social media. Baldry especially recommends the professional network platform LinkedIn for breaking the ice. So I already had these connections with people through work, but they saw me as a journalist, not as someone else who does other things. And we're all someone else beyond our, our careers who do other things. So it was, it was, it was kind of a nice validation for me that they, 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 they saw what I was doing and they thought it was a good idea and they were sharing it. And, uh, and that's how we got people to sign up. We sold out basically the first year. She also suggests to bring yourself to these networking events. Um, you know, doesn't, you don't have to just represent your company all the time. Try and um, if you have a passion, talk about it because it makes you human and you'll almost certainly find other people share the same passions. Um, but if you're just staying in the, in the whole work kind of mold, like I've got to be, I've got to look good for my boss or I can't screw this up, um, then it might be hard to connect on the things you're passionate about. So what happens next? Building a community doesn't really happen passively, both Lai and Baldry remark. Baldry explains. I think when you're creating any community that's kind of under an official umbrella, you've got to be really careful. You've got to be thinking about, like, is this right for the community? Am I using the right language? And I think with anything that's voluntary based, it's really challenging because you you still need to earn money to live in a place like Luxembourg. So um, that, I would say, is the first challenge. Like, am I... Have I got a, a strong governance? Is the structure okay? Have I got people around me to help so that I'm not doing everything on my own? As I, I, I always joke that um, when, uh, Luxembourg is great because, you know, if something doesn't exist, you can create it. When I first moved to there, there was no comedy scene, so we created it. You can create anything you want, but yeah, you've got to be aware that you've got to put in the time and you've got to build a team who can help you if, if you want it to be sustainable, of course. One word of advice from the journalist, though. Yeah, you try to build a strong team around you. Um, you try to listen to people and try to lift each other up, I guess. For Lai, another key ingredient to creating your community is to simply be present. I think that there is nothing more convincing than the person who's organising being, like, fully into it. You know, it's like, if you create a community and you are regularly interacting with people, if you're regularly putting posts out on, on, on Facebook or if you're regularly going on radio stations and talking about it, you know, the the real impact is the person behind it. Because I always say to, like, to people who come to my meetups, you might be nervous to come, but one thing you know for sure is I will be there. 
So like you already know me, that's already one person, you know, we've already interacted or you've already seen me post about things. And so people are very nervous to me offline because they're worried about showing up and there either being nobody there or being like nobody to talk to or feeling a bit awkward and uncomfortable. So if the person heading the community is always reliable and always shows up and doesn't cancel last minute or doesn't like have someone else take it over then you become a sort of pillar and I think that if you are looking to build a community you've got to be so invested in it and you've got to be so willing to follow through and always show up for people. And the effort is worth it as Lai puts it I think it's incredibly underrated. I think belonging to a community and just belonging to a group of friends with either a common interest or a common goal, that goal could just be let's have fun in Luxembourg or it could be um, let's, you know, let we're all entrepreneurs, let's get together. It could be anything. But I think the feeling of belonging is what makes living abroad worthwhile again. You know, I think it's incredibly hard to be an expat in, in a place where you don't have a community and you don't have people that you've grown up with and you don't have a strong network. So I think finding that community, however large or small it is, and whatever the common goal might be, is the key to feeling more settled. You know, people always say, oh, do you feel settled yet? People tend to feel settled when they feel that they belong, even if it's in like a really small sector, you know, even if it's just having a group of two or three of you that meet once a month over a glass of wine or over a glass of non-alcoholic beverage. What about those who don't necessarily want to build a community from scratch and who instead have found a community they want to be a part of but don't really know how to join? Here, Marina Lai shares her wisdom. Well, so first of all, it's completely normal to be like a bit shy about it and to be a bit afraid. And I know that like a lot of people would say, oh, you know, you should be like you can be afraid and like you should go for it anyway. But I actually think that if you do feel a bit afraid to join and you and you don't know what to do, then you should actually try and look for somebody to join with you. I think that's a more realistic answer, because I think if you're afraid of looking for a community and looking to join something, then somebody telling you go for it anyway is not actually going to help you you know you're obviously somebody who feels a little bit shy and that's okay sometimes I can be really shy about these things too so I think that you should ask in your work environment or maybe where you live or maybe if you know just one person say hey can you come to this thing with me just the first just for the first time and if if we if we like it we can stay but if you don't like it then I don't mind going by myself the next time but just for the first time should we go together nobody's going to say no to that And, you know, going together, you might actually even help someone discover the community for themselves. Jess Baldry also shared what helped her. Well, so when I first moved, I received this advice from, I forget who, uh, was to say yes to every invitation you receive. Whilst it was exhausting, I think it was good advice because when you first arrive, you have this adrenaline rush and you've got the energy to do that. As long as you stop saying yes at some point, that's a good a good piece of advice to follow. Uh, obviously, within limits, don't say yes to everything. <laughs> and then the second piece of advice is if you, you know, whatever your passion is, try and find it. Other people here who do it. Maybe there's a club that already exists. Or if there isn't a club or association, then try and build it. If you have any questions you would like to ask, simply email listeners at ara.lu. <laughs>